subscribe on iTunes, YouTube, and Spotify at Toddcast Podcast. Do you need my face? Can you see my face? Yeah, yeah. Hit, hit the face, man. I see the face for sure. Hey. Right on. Right, right on. on. There you go. Um, All right. So, uh, yeah, this is, uh, man, this is, this is a great idea. And I think this was Alex's idea originally, I think, at the, uh, at the jam space. Like, Fuck mm. yeah, let's do this. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, that was a while it was, it was a couple of months back now. So, um, so the harpoonist and the axe murderer are playing with the history of gunpowder at, uh, this is the, the place that David Hawks is running now, right? Called the, the Hollywood theater. You betcha. Mm. Well, that's going to be a great show. Yeah. So that's November 11th. How did you guys meet each other? How do you guys know each other? Sean, do you remember? <laughs> How do we know each other? Um, I mean, when I really first met Alex, I, I believe it was last New Year's Eve. Oh, right. And in Nanaimo, we were going out to a New Year's Eve at a at an undisclosed bar that was all boarded up because yeah. they weren't allowed to have New Year's gatherings. So we all snuck in the back door and we went to a private boarded up bar <laughs> and had uh, a really, really fantastic night. <laughs> and we hit it off uh, like, you know, I don't know, two thieves and a, and a, and a diamond mind. And, and that was the beginning. I think the, 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 the night was so good that the next morning while this motherfucker was sleeping, <laughs> I went out and grabbed some fried chicken, a, some bottle chicken. Of, a bottle of vodka, um, some Caesars, some Mott Caesars in a can, and then some Clamato juice and came back. And that's how I woke everybody up. And that was our initial meeting. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Wow. And, and how good, and how good does it feel to be back? I mean, collectively, you guys have both played shows since, you know, a post COVID, I suppose is how we're putting it, but how good yes. is it to be, to be back? And like, uh, I guess the question goes to both of you guys. Like, did you have to uh, like fight with creativity over the pandemic or, or did you lose the muse or? I don't think either of us did actually. I know Sean was busy writing songs and, and, and I was real busy uh, with a lot of production stuff. I mean, uh, Sean, didn't, didn't you guys finish an album as well? Uh, we finished, uh, the album was finished mixing, but we had a concert film to go with it. And so I think we were doing that. Oh no. Yeah. Sorry. I did. I embarked yeah. on a solo career. I completely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's, that's what I thought. And, and you, and you put that uh, satellite stuff out. And that was the first time that I can't, that me and you had kind of contact was I met your wife at a bar and okay. I figured out that, that Linz was, that was your, your, your femme hubby. And, uh, and I was like, you got to tell Sean that I stole an editing technique from that oh. video. That oh yeah, 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 yeah. Because Sean has this great video with um, Harpoonus and Satellite, correct? And yeah. um, And there's these kind of like split screen slide on, slide, slide off uh, editing yeah. techniques. Okay. And I have a song called Gasoline Tree that we did at Hippostonic Studios, and I stole that editing technique. So that was the first time that we had like contact. I was like, you got to tell them that. And then the, and then pretty Close after that, we had the debauchery and uh, thus sprang the friendship. But so, you know, we were both busy. I mean, we, we all, I think both of us, one of the reasons why we get along and 
and whatnot, debauchery aside, is because we're always pushing, both of us. And I think we always have a lot in the can. And uh, yeah, the History of Gunpowder is coming out with like a feature-length film. We ch changed a church into a studio. And w we did a lot of cool stuff over the over the pandemic. But it's yeah. been damn good to be playing in front of people again. Well, I yeah. saw, John, I saw your band. Uh, what, what festival was that on the North Shore again? Uh, oh, why did I just uh, completely drop? <laughs> yeah, same. Uh, yeah. Ambleside. Yeah. Ambleside. Ambleside this summer. Yeah, and, yeah. And what yeah, a fantastic, like, yeah, I went to uh, two of those days and, uh, you know, caught your show uh, prior to, I guess it was Walk Off the Earth, had played the main stage after you guys had played on the on the B stage or whatever it was called. Yeah. Dude, killer set, man. Like, you guys have got it together. And that was, wasn't it... Um, uh, uh the drummer from uh boom booms was playing with you guys yeah you got it you got it yeah that's theo we we theo. um matt tried to officially retire his drumming uh is his drumming skills because he spent the last 15 years in our band playing foot drums right and so and we've been seated for 15 years but i started standing and matt was like you know we've been buddies with the boom booms for well over 10 years yeah. And we incorporated Theo last spring on congas and drums at the same time. And so that's that's what we're, you know, just so that Matt can start stretching his legs because there's limitations with seating and doing your drums, your snare mm. and your kick with your feet. Yeah. Um, but there's also power to it. And that's kind of how we built our our name, right? That was how we carved our, you know, made our bread and butter or our sound, I would say. Was the was through the simplicity, yeah. and not having hi hats and all that stuff. So, bringing a drummer on board literally feels like uh, having a Count Basie orchestra. Yeah, for us, for a band our size. Yeah, for, yeah. for this guy, for Alex, that's like um, one of uh, many different cogs in the machine, depending on the mood that he's in and what <laughs> yeah, you know, what right. what songs he's writing and the 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 arrangement, right? Right, right. A question for for both of you guys again. We'll start with you, with you, Sean. What was the music like in your house as a kid growing up? Um, high life music, because my parents lived in West Africa in the '60s. Oh. A lot of a lot of reggae, a lot of Stones, um, a little bit of Bob Dylan, a little bit of Zeppelin, um, and a little bit of uh, soul music. And my dad had a pretty solid relationship with felonious monk oh, um yeah. and miles davis and and all that so that's what that's that's what i grew up with but i kind of once i heard the blue stuff you know right around when i was 12 mm -hmm. then i just like took a 20-year dip into that world <laughs> yeah like what's that i think i'll try that yep. out for a bit what is that yeah <laughs> nice and how about you yeah. Alex? yeah I, I mean my you know, before picking up a guitar or starting to create myself, my mother kind of, I guess, was an influence. She was part of, I grew up in Yukon, right? I grew up in Whitehorse. I'm from up north. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. And, and so, and we grew up outside of Whitehorse. We grew up kind of in the forest. And and um, my mom had this kind of folk band called La Poutine Acoustique. My mom's Quebecois. And uh, they had all of the kind of Quebecois musicians and whitehorse come into my kitchen and play accordion and and all this stuff my mom would play bass and sing or something like this and they would play old quebecois folk awesome. 
So I, I think that had something to do with it. And it was a party too, you know, like, uh, and it was cold and dark in the winter and then they were just break out the brandy and all that. So that, that was it. But similarly, when I encountered Blind Willie Johnson, mm. uh, and I think that you can probably tell from the way I sing and whatnot, Blind Willie Johnson was, was the blues artist that really hit me. And I, I got into him pretty young, but same thing when I hit the blues train, it was kind of all over and, and that's what I was doing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and what was the first concert that you went to Alex? First concert that I went to, I have no idea, but just as, you know, important, I just saw that Mars Volta is on a reunion tour and I saw Mars Volta back in the day. Okay. And that is a, you know, just to be topical with it, that was a concert that always stuck with me was Mars Volta and, and, and they're playing good on this tour. They're playing better than their new album is. So that's good. Oh, that's so, good. So you you saw the Mars Volta back in the day when it was John Theodore uh, drumming with the band yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. That that that, that guy's got to be one of the best rock drummers. Oh yeah, like ever. He's now, of course, with Queens of the Stone Age. But mm. he did a project. Did you guys ever hear about that project he did with uh, Zach Delarocca? Zach Delarocca, yeah. The uh, one day. No. As a lion. Yeah. What, what what's it called? What's it called? One day as a lion. Oh my God. Yeah, and, it's, and there's like maybe four, four or five songs on this EP, and it's fucking yeah. incredible, man! Incredible. And I think it's just Zach on um, Zach on on the on keys synth. or synth or whatever, yeah. Sub synth, and then and then John Drummond, yeah. yeah, dude, it's that's, so that's 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 killer. That's all I've been doing all day at my buddy Jonas's place. Jonas, really? jo Jonas, Jonas, really? Jonas Shandell from uh, formerly from. Headwater back in the day, but he's been oh, on okay. drums and I've been on that that uh, Korg oh, model nice. system. We've been writing all day, so oh nice, um, yeah. Drums and bass—that's that's like kind of you need no more. I know, right? Yeah. Truly, oh, I thought you meant uh, jo Jonas. Uh, do you guys remember a band called Black Betty? I think I do. Where, where, like, where, what era? Maybe two thousand four, five, six, something like that. Okay, around there, and it's very like uh, uh, it. You know, it was Jonas was the drummer, but also singing, he, almost a uh, Chris Cornell vibe with the singing. And then Anna would come out, and Anna's just a smoke show, like hot, long black hair comes out, fucking ripping Tony Iommi riffs, like wow. deadly, deadly band, man. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I don't. You know what? I I don't think I ever saw them back in the day, but I was in, and they're from Vancouver, right? Yeah. 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 Darn it. I was too busy going to see Soul Stream back in the early two thousands. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and how about how about you, Sean? What was your first concert? Uh, my first concert, my first 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 concert, my first like big concert that I remember was uh, Michael Jackson Victory Tour at the CNE Grandstand with my family. Wow! And, wow. and that was nineteen eighty four. I just remember like calling because uh, it was wow. you had to like you had a rotary phone. And you always had a busy signal and it took like all morning to call through. And when we got tickets, that was like, literally there was no better thing in our lives that happened. So that was yeah. the first major, major concert that I think I ever went to. And then I never looked back after that. Like, what the hell do you top that off with? Well, come on. They're setting the bar right out of the gate there. Right. Yeah. 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 Did you guys ever camp? Like, Cause I used to camp overnight at like the uh, uh, live nation or whatever the hell, no Ticketmaster, I guess. I'd, I'd, mm. I'd camp overnight 
because you remember they used to give you like those little slips and it wouldn't be like even though you're like the first in line it doesn't mean you're get the fucking first tickets you just get yeah. a chance to buy some tickets yeah you guys ever do that but, i used to camp overnight downtown vancouver all that's the, all the time like i did it. if it was a band i needed to see fuck yeah i was doing yeah. it yeah yeah then you did i did it uh when the black crows i was in high school and the black crows played a, a secret show at the opera house in toronto and mm. under the name od jubilee oh, and yeah. i remember skipping high school to go stand in line all day to get one of 500 tickets and it was crazy it was crazy because the rolling stones were playing that night in toronto chuck lavelle the keyboardist and ron wood joined them up on stage that night and for oh, like man. a for an 18 or 19 year old dude that's what? like that's bonkers and are you playing right? like in a band at that point are you are you into music I, yeah i yeah i've been playing in high school yeah. bands or a high school band since i was um 15 or 16 okay so and that's what like that didn't put me through high school but that's what i did on my weekends was yeah. play gigs uh you know straight so i've been playing in bars for far too long yeah yeah far too long to imagine right and what yeah. uh if if you could pick one could you nail it down to one career highlight or is that just fucking too hard that's too I, that's way too hard man that's so i'm i'm 47 uh there's been a lot you know what though i would say the the most the game changer yeah. for for my band was being offered 900 bucks maybe it was 800 maybe it's a tiny bit more yeah. doesn't matter who cares about what the, the fee was uh but we had the opportunity to open up for taj mahal on a floating stage at oh, the castle wow. jazz fest wow that and the and the, the promoter was like you're gonna take whatever i offer you because this is taj mahal and you're gonna open up on a friday night and there were only two bands in the bill and that was it and that changed my career that just that that opportunity and being able to be that that close to uh, a legend like Taj Mahal was like, I don't think I've had anything else quite like that. So, mm -hmm. yeah, it's a wow. game changer. Yeah, no doubt. How, how about you, Alex? Uh, you know, I think these the few European tours that we've had have been really great. Just to, I don't know, you know. I think Sean is kind of similar to myself in, in that he, he just said he was writing all day in that, you know, the process is just beautiful, man. When, when you start, when you start really just loving that, it's, it's, it's great to just create stuff when you have a proficient team around you and you can just pump stuff out and just kind of scratch that, that itch in a really beautiful way. That's good. But, but, you know, we just came back from Italy this summer too. And, and there was a few moments on that Italian tour, which, which were amazing. I know Sean was telling me about he, he had a great experience in um, in Lisbon, I think, and or in Portugal somewhere. Mm. And you know, there are those there are those times where you you open up or you play with with someone that you look up to, and and that really hits hits hard. I mean, that Taj Mahal. Uh, that's insane, man. Beautiful. Yeah, the Taj, yeah. the Taj Mahal, and that's not like a check it out, Taj Mahal. But like I've only no, yeah. Right? yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, you know, for me, I, I, the first time I ever played in a bar, I played, I, I was kind of trained to be a jazz guitarist. I was, you know, I was learning Mingus arrangements and stuff pretty young. And um, I was about 13 or 14. And I walked into this place called Broken City in Calgary. Yeah. And Gordon Gardena, who's here in, in Vancouver, and in my mind is still 
the best guitarist that that and he's chaotic and crazy and he's exactly what i would want in a guitarist but gordon gardena simon fist kenton low and all of these like really heavy hitter jazz guys were playing and i got up there as a 13 year old and i played like bright-sized life like some some standard and you know 10 years later they're opening up for me in montreal wow. when i was oh, wow. wow wow That's and awesome. that was and that was one of the that was one of those times where you know not only do, does Gordon and, and all these guys that I used to look up to see me as whatever uh, an equal, an equal in sure. the industry or as a or as or a musical equal, they love the stuff that I've done, but also that I can kind of provide a good platform and a crowd and all that stuff when they're yeah. at least because I already had moved to Montreal and I had that that thing going there. So you know, there's those moments where you go, okay, mm. right, this is yeah. this, and, and guys, talk about a, the the European crowds and why is it that they're so fucking mental over there? Like, I just had a conversation with the new bassist of White Snake. Do you guys know uh, Tanya O'Callaghan? She's no, just, she's just no. A, a monster. Right? She plays like D. Schneider and like uh, Stephen Adler's band, and like she's just you know Pussifer when when Maynard James Keenan started up that project. And wow. anyway, she, she had said the same thing that these European crowds, for whatever reason, like. They just absolutely stomp North American crowds. Do you do you agree? And why do you think that is? I mean, uh, yeah, you go you go ahead, man. You were most recently over there. So what, what was your summer in Italy like? Yeah, man? I mean, l listen, Canada. Ha there's a few things about Canada that are hard to ignore, and especially Vancouver. But you know, th the community aspect living around other people, living on top of other people and not wanting to be in your apartment watching Netflix at night, actually just instinctively going out for a show or to the, to the corner cafe or corner bar and talking to the bartender, whatever it is, there's just a more communal thing. So people just attend more shows. Mm. And once that's more part of your life, it, you, you kind of, you kind of just get it in your bones. I think uh, there's more of a history there for it. And you know what? There's some vanilla shit going on here. A little bit. <laughs> yes, sure. A little bit. I know. I don't wanna, like I don't want to name any names because we just got back playing. Yeah. So it's like, you know, I'm I'm really happy where people can come out one night in, in Canada. But in Europe, like it all depends in Europe though. Depends yeah. if you're like Tuesday night in Frankfurt when it's when Reaper Bond is not yeah. going on. Yeah, yeah. Is yeah, Tuesday yeah. night in, in a German city, no matter how cool the bar, they're going to pull out the decibel meter and yeah. your show will be done by 1030. Yeah. Like I saw that happen. We went on tour with a band called Dr. Dog. Um, really, really cool Philly band. And the decibel meter got pulled out no. in two or two or three of the clubs in Germany. You know, now you go over to France. It was a different thing. The promoters were different and, and things shifted around, but it all depends on the country, you know, like I think, yeah. Spain, yes, but yeah. like Spain was great. But I'm playing for passion, food, wine, and maybe truffles. And for me, yeah. <laughs> you know, if I didn't have a family to raise, it, actually, you know what? I'm I'm happy at this point in my life getting paid and truffles, wine, or any kind of cured meat is like sure. that's good for me, right? I don't I don't know about you, Alex, but like that's I'll yeah. take that, man. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Well, and, and, you know, it's, it's, it's really interesting because, you know, that vanilla shit that I mentioned, you know, that being said, some of the best musicians 
I've ever encountered are from Vancouver. Oh, sure. And are, and yeah. are from Yes, yeah, yeah, for sure. And and so, you know, the, the disconnect is, you know, not to, this isn't a negative thing. The disconnect isn't frustrating or anything. It's just strange. It's strange that there's so much talent, so much creativity uh, around and there's so much good stuff coming out. Um, but that's why it's important to tour and travel and go to these new places and all that stuff. You know, it's, it's good to get out and be liberated in different ways, but then come back here. And I was just at Sean's place. Sean's got a good setup to produce and, and, you know, coming back and being creative and, and playing with the musicians that you have around you too is really important. So yeah. it's all good. You know? Yeah. yeah. So, so guys for this, uh, November 11th show, uh, again, it's the Hollywood, Hollywood theater in Vancouver. Yeah. So it's the harpoonist and the ax murderer. The history of gunpowder. Mm. Is there going to be crossover? Will we see maybe a? Will we see the crossover? Yeah, <laughs> there, going there, better on, be, like... there better be crossover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be. Yeah, we're, I think I'm going to go up and do some stuff. Um, definitely with with you guys, and then I think I'll have to like hand pick maybe a couple of you guys to come come aboard. Two or three, depending on what the night looks like, but there's, you know, different, we've got Miss Quincy that's singing with us, uh, formerly uh, Jody Peck. So that'll be, um, kind of neato for us. And then aside from that, we're, um, we haven't done a proper Vancouver show in years since the Fox theater. Wow. Really? So, so this is, and this is the first time we played the Hollywood, like we literally haven't done a Vancouver show in probably four years. Wow. Aside from Ambleside, in the summer, which was a festival, but we all know clubs are clubs and festivals are festivals. So. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was relatively fast. Your show at Ambleside was like maybe 40, hey? Like 30, 40? It wasn't very long. Yeah, it was just because it hit it and quit it. It was fast, yeah. Because I was like, fuck yeah! And then yeah. my kids were, of course, they were loving it, but then they were like, it's already done? I'm like, yeah, I guess it's already done. Like, it seemed really fast. Yeah, it was, it was. It was a good, it was a really good time, though. And you know what? That was a great time. They need uh, they need to attract more people next year. But hats off for people taking a risk, putting on a brand new festival. I yeah. agree. I told Definitely. them that uh, you know, let me know as soon as like, and I'll push it out on my socials. Like, you don't even yeah. pay me, man. I just want people to go to it. Like, give me a, give me a couple tickets so I can get in. But like, you know, I don't need any money. Just fucking get me in the door, and I'll make sure my friends are there. It was fucking rad, man. It was super fun. Yeah, that's sweet. Yeah, I agree. I agree, yeah. man. All right, boys. Out, outside of music, what are you? What are you both binge watching right now? Binge watching. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're um, not. <laughs> oh I god. Know. I. You know. <laughs> I'm. I'm binge watching. You know the old farts that um, were the people that produced Top Gear. Oh yeah, yeah. That, that oh. British race. I've been watching Carnage à Trois. Uh, uh, which is which is oh man it like makes me look like an old crony a no. bunch of old farts <laughs> having competitions with far too much money all over the planet doing ridiculous challenges in vehicles that have been modified that's what i'm watching that's like mm -hmm. that sounds amazing i want to come over amazing. So I mean, it's cool. It's, it's, it's nerdy. It's, it's nerdy as heck. But So did you get into the, what do we used to have here ripping around the indie, right? We, like right around all Falls, Falls Creek and like the science world and all that. Do you ever watch those things? Like, ooh, ooh. No, Dude, no. It was insane. My wife's uncle had a place. Uh, well, maybe you guys know him, Patrick Zulinoff. 
You know Patrick? Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's my my wife's uncle, uh, Uncle Patrick. And uh, yeah, he used to have a place like right there in False Creek and uh, like maybe, I don't know, 18 floors above kind of thing. And we'd watch the indie from his place and drinking beers, smoking dubs and shit. And it was fucking fast as hell, loud as hell. And it was the best, man. I can't believe that we don't have it anymore. Yeah, no kidding. Mm. Yeah, that was, that was back when it was like the players Formula One. That's the one. Yeah, yeah. Did you ever watch those? You ever go down and actually? Yeah, see yeah, yeah. Them? I mean, I watched. I watched them. I grew up in Toronto, so I used to watch them down by the C and E. You oh, take nice. a, a one by six board and climb to the top of a fence where the fence was on a right angle. Yeah. Put the one by six board across the top and sit there. Uh, <laughs> right. Back back in the day, before like back before you know people weren't allowed to do anything fun. Right. Hey, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, get off that. Yeah, you can't be on there. Come on. Yeah, but that's yeah. what, you know, I, I grew up in Parkdale and I remember doing that one as a kid. But yeah, I miss, I mean, I, I miss that kind of stuff. So now I got to just watch it at home on TV and Netflix. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> fair enough. And and are you guys sports fans? Are you, are you, do you care about the Canucks and we're getting absolutely drubbed at the start of this season? I'm, I'm, I'm more basketball, but Alex, are you a hockey fan? Uh, not really, no. I mean, <laughs> I, 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 it's funny. I've been out of the game. For so long, my my drummer Nick Folked is a Flames fan, and <laughs> and and he likes the, uh, this coach uh, Sutter Sutton. Oh God, he's gonna kill me! But he but last time that I was into the Flames was when it was like 15 years ago, 16 years ago, and he's back. They right. like rehired him, and I'm like, they still have the same coach. Nick was like, Alex, it's been 15 years. It's been Actually, no, years. bro. So, we yeah. seven coaches. <laughs> That's how old. I'm like, is Aginla still playing? Aginla's like 60 years. I don't, I don't yeah, know, yeah. man. Like, <laughs> I, I, I've, been, I've been out for forever. I I did a hard right turn whenever right. I picked the guitar. It just went. But, you know. Uh, well, that's not a bad thing, though, man. Music monopolizing your time is not a bad thing. Yeah. It's not a bad. It's not. But what? What about you, Todd? Are you like your your connects for life or what? Yeah, you know. Oh crap! Sorry, I didn't even see the. I didn't even see the. We're we're in the, the the jersey here tonight or the the hoodie. But yeah, you know, I I am. I I was way bigger when I was younger, but uh, yeah. now my 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 oldest guy James is starting to play hockey. So he's been in hockey for the last couple of years. So wow. now he now he wants to know the stats. He wants to watch all the games. And it's kind of pushed me back into it. And I'm starting to feel like, ah, come on, boys. Let's pull out some wins. Let's get yeah. the W. Yeah. yeah. I guess it's that's just also, gonna... That's also the best, right? Because I, I played it in, in Yukon. In Whitehorse, I played hockey too. And we used to put our skates on at our front door. Oh, wow. And skate to the rink. Nice. <laughs> because wow. it was like minus 30 for whatever, yeah. two months straight. And, but yeah. I used to love hockey, man. I think it's an absurd thing. I think it's an absurd sport that somehow, like, everyone plays. It's strange, man. You put knives on your feet. I think it's an absurdity. I love it. All right. <laughs> National sport, baby. National sport. Let yeah. me let me hit you guys with uh, with an odd one. I like asking this one because most most of the time people people have a, a response to it. So um, hit me with a, a near-death story. You're like, oh, fuck, it could have died. Oh, okay. Uh Oh boy, 20, uh, 23 years ago, I was on a highway going towards uh, a mythical uh, peyote town in the mountains of Mexico called Real de Catoras. And I was going with uh, my girlfriend at the time and this hot 
um, Swiss girl that we picked up in one of the towns prior. So, um, which was my first road trip in Mexico. And in Mexico, if you know the highway system, to the passing lane is the middle lane of the highway. You put your left signal on and you go down. So we were cruising probably a buck 40, a buck 60, when um, a double tractor trailer pulled out in front of us. I was not driving. I was making avocado and lime sandwiches and some, something like that with tomatoes, as one would do. Right, of course. With my knife out making these sandwiches, the truck pulls out. Uh, my friend breaks our car. It's so hot out that the car tires lock. The struts blow through the front of the of, of the car, so the shocks go up, and the tires lock, and they melt, and they go completely flat, and we get up to, like, probably 10 feet behind the vehicle before our car comes to a stop. We pull over oh, to the side of the road. Fucking we all, nerve like, we check, thought, everyone. Yeah, we are like, we, we thought we were almost completely dead, um, and we get out, like, the tire, it was like Fred Flintstone styles, one whole side of the front tires were flat. And then we had to drive like that to get to the nearest town to get new shocks and new tires put on our car. And that was, you know, that's probably the most like dramatic near death experience I've had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's but it, it led to a fantastic night afterwards because it also led to my first threesome oh, of my life right. back then because all of us had had this near death experience. So it was like, um, yes, very memorable. Yeah. Endorphins <laughs> are kicking in. Like, holy crap. I can't, we almost died. Like, let's do I can't believe we again. almost died together. Yeah. It's, yeah, uh, yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was amazing. That's, a, that's how the threesome was invented. <laughs> that yeah, was the first, that's <laughs> always the first like a crazy road story. Almost died. Threesome, yeah. yeah. And, and how about you, Alex? Have you got a, a near-death uh, story? Yeah. I Unfortunately, I have a few, but... You know, short and we'll make it short. But I was in Myanmar. Uh, military dictatorship was still on. I went a little too far north on a river, and uh, you in Myanmar, you kind of at at this time, 2013, you kind of had to. Each village got licensing to host foreigners, and if you weren't in a licensed village. Uh, people could disappear, families could disappear, you could disappear, whatever it was. I went pretty far north, uh, and they were warring with China on the border at the time, and I went into a village I should not have gone into. And there was some weapons that were waiting for me, and, uh, <laughs> yeah. and, I, and, I, and I hightailed my... And there's some details involved, but we'll keep it short, and I, I hightailed out of there. Wow. And, um, Jesus. And, and yeah, I mean, it, it, but I was there for about six hours. Don't get me wrong. And, and there was rum involved and there was, I had a harmonica with me, Sean. And, and oh, hey, did that was, get you out? That, that that, didn't get man, you. harmonicas get you out of a lot of fucking trouble. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, that, that one was kind of a prolonged terror. Yeah. Uh, Holy crap. Yeah, but there, you know, but you get out of it if you know how to how to deal with the situation. Like yeah, some smooth talk will get you out of it for sure. Some money helps. Where's the uh, Where's the best place for people to go check your bands out? Like, where are you most active on uh, on social? <laughs> are you active on social? <laughs> Depends who you ask. 
Yeah, it depends, it depends on what do you mean by active? Yeah, what do you mean by active? You mean like I actively turn it on? Instagram, I would I would think Facebook. I'm too busy trying to sell some crap for one of my kids, or so you know. I don't know what to do with Facebook. It's like a a, a relative of some sort that you need to keep a relationship up with. But Instagram is where I'm at. So yeah. heartbacks, heartbacks on Instagram. Yep, yep. And yeah. And, how about you guys, the, Alex? Yeah, the history of gunpowder on Instagram, and I, you know. Whoever's listening, I implore you to go to see the show on November 11th at the Hollywood. Uh, if you've never been to the Hollywood, I know we have a big following in East Van. I think we should get the East Van crowd out mm. to kits and show them the East Van love. And uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful theater that a lot of people in East Van don't even know exists, which mm -hmm. is crazy. Because I was That's just crazy. It, I was just there, and it's and it's it's a it's one of the best venues in the city bar none uh so you know i'm i'm excited to play there i'm excited for everyone to come out yeah and of course david hawks i mean that guy uh books some of yeah. the best bands around man like there's always really good shows happening at the uh at the hollywood for sure yeah mm -hmm. That's awesome. right on, I, I, I implore the same i implore the same yeah no i i, I implore the same as well so we'll see you though on november 11 hollywood yeah. theater so uh, the the history of gunpowder opens the night, yeah. correct? And then yeah. Harpoonist and the Axe Murder will uh, will wrap things up, and there may be a crossover, maybe a couple songs here or there with you know a mixture of both bands, which would be pretty cool to see. Yeah, yeah. there's, there's going to be some Ghostbusters stream crossing shit for sure. Oh yeah, <laughs> a lot of plasma crossing here at these shows. Yes, a lot of plasma. Thank you, thank you, plasma cross. <laughs> Yeah. All right, boys. Well, have a have a great night. I'll check this around and uh, we'll plug these shows before uh, before too long. What what day are we at? Wow, fuck! You're nine days away. You're ten days away before nine yeah. days away. Hey, nine thank days you. Away. Thank yeah. you so much, Todd. Thank right, Alex, boys. Thank you very much for yeah. organizing. Yeah, it's good to see you. Uh, thanks again for jumping on, and uh, I guess we'll see you at the show, and then we'll see you online. Follow along on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and SoundCloud. Find us at Talkcast Podcast.